I'm Caroline O'Brien, and welcome to the first episode of The Age of Social Media. This podcast is aimed to explore the relationships we have to society with social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Today, I'm going to dig into how social media connects us to friends and family while simultaneously managing to isolate us. I want to discuss and understand how this ironic relationship is made possible and what we can do to combat the negative effects these platforms can have on our real lives. Social media changed how society functioned when it gained popularity in the early 2000s. To give some context, MySpace was the first platform to have over a million monthly users in 2004. Since then, the use of these platforms has skyrocketed. One in three people of the world population, which is a healthy 7.8 billion, are on social media websites. Today, MySpace's million monthly users are the drop in the bucket compared to the current leaders. Facebook, for example, heeds the pack with 2.4 billion users. YouTube and WhatsApp have also breached the 1 billion user mark in 2012 and 2016, respectively. When you consider these numbers, it becomes clear how big the reach is and just how easily connected we are to a large portion of the world. We have the means to contact and keep tabs on an insane amount of people at the drop of a dime. Whether that be an old friend from middle school, high school, or college, maybe an old teammate or mentor, We can watch our lives unfold from afar, even if we haven't spoken to them in person in years. Every day, I open up Instagram and scroll past hundreds of pictures and videos posted by people I have some kind of connection with. Some of them, of course, are my close friends and family but the rest are people who I've never had any real relationship with or haven't spoken with in person in years. I wonder to myself often, why do I need to know what vacation some girl I had a class with in eighth grade is going on this week? Or why do I constantly keep tabs on what fish the boy I had a crush on in fourth grade caught? If I'm being completely honest, I truly do not care what these random people are up to, yet I still follow them on social media and view their posts on a daily basis. I still comment on pictures of my friends from freshman year of high school, who I more than likely will never have a real relationship with again. I still have some kind of connection via social media with every single person who has played any kind of role in my life. In theory, this concept sounds like a positive. I mean, human connection is what gives life meaning, right? And all of us get plenty of it on a daily basis through these apps. But viewing these posts and keeping up with these people's lives never has given me any kind of fulfillment. It made me wonder. Is the time I'm investing in social media interactions damaging my real-world relationships? It is important for our mental and physical health to have genuine connections with others and have a sense of acceptance and belonging. In order to have those kinds of fulfillment, we need to understand how they're gained and where to look for them. Many people go online for instant contact when they are feeling lonely or isolated. But are they really finding it if they're feeling this way in the first place? Additionally, we live in a material-driven culture and equate material success to self-worth. This means people are working long hours and do not adequately find a balance between work and a healthy lifestyle and personal time. The little free time people who fall victim to this culture do have is becoming increasingly taken up by a 5.7-inch glowing screen. Any time that would have been used to foster human connection is increasingly being used to tweet, like, comment, and scroll. And all the time they spend looking for instant gratification through social media platforms, 
They are forgetting to look right at the world in front of them and connect with the people who are there, whether that be family, roommates, or work colleagues. According to a study from the American Journal of Preventive Medicine, people who spent more than two hours a day on social media had twice the chance of reporting feelings of loneliness and isolation. Additionally, those who visited social media apps 58 times a week or more are three times as likely to have perceived social isolation compared to those who visit nine times or fewer in a week. These findings can seem counterintuitive considering the whole premise of social media is to connect us. We have thousands of Facebook friends and hundreds of Instagram followers. Our tweets may get 30 hearts and five replies, but these interactions don't do anything of value for us. A publication by Renewal Lodge Mental Health spoke about two types of connection people need to experience in their lives to feel satisfied and happy. The first one is a deep connection between two people. It doesn't need to be replicated multiple times as quality trumps quantity. The article states, This may occur between two friends, romantic partners, or family members. It requires that both parties feel loved, listened to, and understood. It also means that individuals are able to be entirely present in the moment when spending time with one another. The second necessary experience is a social group and the sense of belonging that that brings. The article continues on to say, this may be a group of close friends, a tight-knit group of colleagues, or a religious circle. This group should provide support and guidance in a non-judgmental way and contain at least a few people with whom you have a lot in common and feel confident asking for help. These grounds tend to share common goals and should feel like you have found your people. They're people you most identify with outside your immediate family. When I read the descriptions about these kinds of experiences, it became clear to me why they could not be formed over social media platforms. In order to feel loved and understood, you have to be able to present a fully authentic version of yourself. A version that includes your impulse reactions to a variety of situations, Situations you can only be in when you're face-to-face -face with someone. When you have time to think about how you're going to respond or what you're going to post, you are thinking up an image of how you want to appear as opposed to who you truly are. Even if this isn't a conscious process, somewhere inside you know you aren't being your truly raw and authentic self. On the reverse side of this, you can't fully understand someone who you are unable to truly know. You aren't able to know their temperament, their habits, or their behaviors. How someone reacts to minor inconveniences, how they treat servers, and other small situations like that are a great indication of who someone truly is, and this is not at all translated through social media. The disconnection between interaction on social media platforms and creating valuable human contact is a lack of authenticity that can truly only be experienced through verbally speaking to others and spending time with them in person. After doing some research and coming to this conclusion, I realized that I am definitely guilty of jumping onto Instagram or Facebook for instant gravitation. This realization is scary to me though, because habits are hard to break. I live in a house with four other people people who are really close friends of mine, yet I still choose to lay in bed for hours on end, looking on content that has no real value for me. I thought about how many laughs I missed out on or thought-provoking topics I could have discussed. I thought about how much I could have improved my ability to understand others' emotions and my reading of social cues. I thought about all the hours I spent in the car with my dad and just stared at my phone. 
I wonder about what stories from his childhood he may have told me, or the advice he could have given. If I fall in line with my age group and spend an average of three hours a day on social media, since I was 16, I have spent roughly 5,475 hours, or 228 days, on social media. Thinking about that number is so upsetting because I've thrown out so much of my time keeping up with people and things that are completely irrelevant to me. All of that time, I could have been fostering relationships with others or doing something I could learn from. I wonder how much happier and satisfied I would be if I didn't spend those 5,475 hours staring at a screen. I hope you have an honest conversation with yourself about your social media use and how it may be affecting your mental health and relationships. I know habits are hard to break, but recognizing why we have our habits and the negative consequences they can bring can be a great motivation to improve. Thank you for listening. Thank you.